Hello and welcome to Switch It, the podcast that thinks a quick game is a good game. England completed their winter commitments with an emphatic T20 series victory in the Caribbean and everyone now gets a 10 minute break before the start of the counter season. Five minutes if you're involved in the IPL. There is no such uh, thing as a day off here though uh, and we've got Andrew Miller and Mark Butcher dragged in to give us their views once again. Uh, England arrived in the Caribbean two months ago looking to set down a few markers for a year that includes the World Cup and an Ashes series. After ten games across three formats, they came out in credit, largely thanks to an insipid West Indies performance in the T20s. And it's, of course, always nice to end a tour on a high. But have we learned all that much about the challenges to come, Butch? <laughs> i tell you what we did learn, was that the West Indies listened to uh, Switch Hit <laughs> and uh, were thoroughly in agreement with my view that bilateral uh, T20 International <laughs> Series are a complete waste of time, because that, that's the only way to describe the way they played those uh, those last two games. It looked like they hadn't been informed that there were two more T20s, <laughs> you know, the, the, the part of the original, maybe they the original broadcasting Maybe deal. they weren't being paid, uh, who knows, um, <laughs> but it was, a, it was an extraordinary end, really, to what had been a, um, you know, a brilliant home summer for them. Um, going back to the tests and the one-day internationals, they uh, performed brilliantly, put a lot of smiles and a lot of faces across the Caribbean, and it was a real shame, particularly for the people of St Kitts, I think, to kind of to, to come out with all that excitement about a, a renewed and invigorated side and, w- and witness that. But there you go, never mind. Um, back to your original question. <laughs> Have we learned a great deal? Well, in terms of Test match cricket, no. Um, we're pretty much in the same position that we were in uh, before the trip uh, regarding England's top order of batting. Um, as we were back in September, nothing's, nothing's changed. Six months have gone, nothing's really moved on yeah. in, that, in that regard. Um, and we've got well, well, a few Wood. months until the Ashes, so we'll, well, nothing will have changed well, nothing, by then either. Really. Potentially. <laughs> but um, uh, Mark Wood is, is a huge positive um, for England, um, albeit that, that uh, potentially he is not as important to England in Test match cricket at home as he is away from home, but still, you'd, you'd love to have the option of somebody that can bowl as quickly as that. Uh, so, I mean, that's a, that's a huge plus. Um, in the one-day internationals, again, aside from the fact that England have got a lot of um, a lot of very good depth, a lot of people waiting in the wings to come in, should people get injured, should people have catastrophic losses of form, um, there are a lot of players out there who could who could make a decent case for making that 15 um, for the World Cup and the ODOs. But um, we've flagged up the fact that England have, have had a, a potential... Um, a disastrous performance in them um, in most series uh, and they managed to come up with two uh, <laughs> this time um, so they veer from you know chasing down 360 uh, without breaking sweat scoring 418 um, and defending it just about um, to, to not chasing down 280 when they when they should have strolled it and getting bowled out for 113 so I mean bizarre really <laughs> um, and the one thing I suppose that, 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 is, that is happening and you can feel it and it's palpable uh, mainly because people like us are talking about it and everybody's writing about it. Uh, you have the spectre of Joffre Archer waiting in the wings. The players are starting, some of them anyway, David Willey in particular, <laughs> starting to get a little bit peeved by being asked about him. Um, and there is a little bit of internal pressure knocking around because people are feeling it. They're feeling the fact that it's Home World Cup. Everybody's desperate to get into that squad. England have an enormous amount of cricketers who are very, very good in the format. Um, and therefore, there is a bit of internal pressure just to make it into the squad, let alone when you get to the tournament and start playing. So, 
Um, interesting to see how all that pans out. And my, my feeling, uh, personally, on, on the sort of the idea of the 15 and whether that's set in stone and how many places are potentially up for grabs, is that because there is so much cricket, whether it be IPL, County Championship, Royal London, etc., before the World Cup starts, the chances of all of the players, particularly the ones who are sort of inked in to be in the squad, making it without somebody having something happen to them, an injury of some sort, and having to have somebody come in and replace one of them, are very, very slight. Um, and so, therefore, it is, there's everything to play for for everybody, all of those guys on the fringes and all of those guys, as you current, guys who currently hold those positions. Um, exciting for us because it gives us something to talk about, gives people something to write about, um, but perhaps potentially nerve-wracking for, the, for, for a team who have taken everything in their stride since the disaster of the last World Cup. We're Does never, that cover it for you? Well, no, that's <laughs> well, a pretty good surround. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but we're never short of things to talk about here. Because I know what you're, know what you're saying. Um, but that brings us nicely, I think, to uh, to World Cup watch, uh, which is a bit like Spring Watch, but uh, with only with no more labs. badges. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, as the cook might get a mention, yeah. Um, Miller, the first in our in our in our um, potential. Um, World Cup bolters list here. Chris Jordan um, stood out for for various reasons in those uh, three T20s. Man of the series. Um, th- does he have a shot? He does. I mean, I mean we the, wouldn't have been talking about him about a week ago. I, I tell you what, the thing the thing that stood out for me was he he the, obviously he took a hatful of wickets, including four for six. But the thing that really got me was the way he got some of his wickets were just with line and length, hitting the edge and taking the edge, and and he's he's found himself a stock ball, and it's kind of it's a bit like. Um, a bit like Jay Dernbach back in the day, you know. I think one of the reasons that, that uh, Jordan was sort of marginalised into into just the T Twenty squad is three years, I think, since he played in fifty overs, let alone tests, was that there was an assumption that he could bowl every every ball in the book, but didn't know how to just bowl that length and hit a good length. But there he was doing it with pace and aggression, and then also throwing in the variations. I mean, he looked a seriously complete package, albeit. Only over three overs. So, you know, on the one hand, you know, those three overs were some of the best individual bowling moments you could hope for, in, you know, in, in 2020 cricket. Every ball is an incident, and so every ball counts, etc. Can you extrapolate that across 10 overs in a full spell? We don't know, but I dare say, and Bayliss was talking about this um, after, the, after the match, was saying, you know, there are guys who've made a case, there are six ODIs coming up against Ireland and Pakistan in May. I'd be surprised if he wasn't given a chance to show what he can do over 10 overs because, you know, as Butcher's saying, there are, uh, there's a lot of cricket going on. There are a lot of guys who will probably want to rest as much as get practice going into the World Cup. Uh, Mark Wood being key among them. Wrap him up in cotton wool. You've automatically got a space to bring someone else in. Why not try out him? You're going to try out Archer by the sounds of it. Mm. Jordan has clearly been around the squad longer than Archer. He clearly deserves a shot to, to prove that he's as worthy of a place as Archer. The, the interesting thing is, is that you're probably, I mean, you're probably looking at um, one from three in terms of the squad. If if you imagine that England's sort of their number one eleven, if you like, which obviously includes a fit Chris Wokes, um, Mark Wood probably with a new ball, um, Ben Stokes, and a another at the moment, which is at the moment is Plunkett plus. Ali and Rashid, okay, that's kind of your, your 11 yeah, when your, it comes to the bowlers, bowlers. Um, and the batting takes care of itself with Alex Hales being the, the spare batsman, so that's 12, right? Then 
in my view, you've, you probably need to pick another utility spin bowler in, in case of accident to Mo or, or Rash. Because I don't see any reason why England wouldn't want to keep uh, the option of having two spinners in every 11 they play, pretty much, in 50-over in game. It's, it's worked brilliantly, and, it, and, it, and, it's, and it's something that England can do. Um, <clears throat> so you've got that. So that's 13. And whether that's Dawson, if he's... Uh, He's fit again. He's playing in, out there at the moment in the in the in the Pakistan Super League, I believe. There's so many yeah, things going on. No, no, <laughs> yeah, he right. is. He's back <laughs> playing in that. Um, and so either Dawson or, or Denley, who's kind of made a, made a late charge by virtue of his, his performances over the last year or so for Kent and in in various other leagues. So that's thirteen. And then you've got uh, Tom Curran, who is who is uh, in possession, I suppose, as being one of the guys who will step in. Um, David Willey. Another one of the guys who will step in, plus the added advantage that he brings with being a you know a sort of new ball left arm specialist, left arm as being um, sort of the you know the gold in terms of uh, the gold standard in terms of sort of economy rates and wicket taking um, in in fifty over cricket. So he he probably has a slight edge. Um, and then you've got Joffre Archer. So that's fifteen now, right? Then you've got Joffre Archer on the outside. Who is who hovers around the place, and the reason why he is so he's so um, enticing and so compelling, is that with somebody like Tom Curran, for example, Tom, generally speaking, gets through most of his work at the end of the innings, right? Willie gets through most of, if not all, of his work when the ball is new. Okay, Liam Plunkett gets through all of his work in the middle. Doesn't bowl at the top. Doesn't bowl at the end. All right, so the three guys who were kind of uh, Plunkett and don't, and don't get me wrong about Liam Plunkett, he's done amazingly well. He's in the top ten for ODIs, etc. But he is older than the rest, and is, is, is markedly lacking in pace. I don't think there's any doubt about that now. I mean, I've, I've flagged it's, it up for a little while, and some mm. people didn't quite believe me. But I think when we've seen him, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Some, some talk that he, he had a, a finger injury from the Big Bash, which. Uh, or is this one of those sort of smoke screen? Yeah, I don't injuries? know. I mean, I don't know about that. But all I know is that his the pace was coming back it's, it's, towards the end of the tour. That yeah, was... I'm not sure. <laughs> um, anyway, okay. George so, is reporting on the subject. <laughs> I'm, I'm so, so, so you've got those three guys, all of whom have their have their areas in the game where they are they're they're That's extremely good. However, Joffrey Archer gives you all three in one in one person, doesn't he? He can bowl new ball, take wickets in the middle. Close out game of the death. Albeit so it, that he's only played what 14, 14 list A games. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> 14. All the, <laughs> we've, we've got all these. Uh, know what's coming. Not written um, on hands, just inscribed. So that, on the that's memory. where, you know, that's where England might think to themselves, well, in a 15 man squad, you know, can, can we afford to have guys who only specialise in one area of the game, or could we pick one bloke who could cover everybody? Uh, potentially, so that's where he comes into. That's kind of where Chris that's Jordan has, has made made a little bit of a, a case for himself in in exactly what Miller's talking about in terms of the the stock ball idea, which kind of brings him into the front end with the with the new ball a little bit. Chris Wokes has, has, has got to be a little bit of a worry. This knee injury doesn't seem to be getting any better, um, and they're obviously concerned about it, and he's obviously concerned about it. So there, there are areas perhaps for concern that, that England would prefer not to have. And so suddenly there, these other players start to, to, to emerge as being potential replacements for the 15 Yeah, I mean, that, 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 that's a, such a good point because, I mean, the, the, the thing that England have got at the moment, so particularly with Wokes as, as kind of their go-to man, is a guy who does exactly that. He does, not, not exactly like for, like for Archer, but he's a guy who can contribute at every stage of the innings. And mm. if you're going to go for Curran, say, you know, all things being equal, if Curran was available to England, 
I could think of no one better to be that guy to bowl the final over of the World Cup final with nine, ten runs to defend. You know, we saw what happened when Ben Stokes had to bowl the final over of England's mm-hmm. last World Cup final. That didn't go so well because he's not a specialist finisher. This guy is a specialist finisher. Mm. Even if he didn't bowl any other overs throughout the whole whole tournament, if you threw in the ball for those two overs at the death, you would back him to come up with something close to as good as England could hope for. Whether he could win or not is another thing. Mm. And likewise, Willie might take three wickets for spit at the top of the innings and then mm. not be seen again after after yeah. after the twentieth over. They, which they've been happy to use him. With. I mean, you know, that's not that isn't a problem. It's not a problem, but, 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 it, it, but it is. But it is an issue, I suppose, when you're looking at sort of like cracky. When I mean, you look at the balance of the team, a 15-man squad, and you've got to you've got to fit everybody in. Because um, if you're relying on these guys being in that position, you've got this guy here and that guy mm. there. You're kind of relying on the rest of your bowlers to, to mm. fit in, fill in the spaces where I think the one thing that Owen Morgan has shown, particularly with his use of Adil Rashid, is his willingness to, to throw him in at any random moment because he trusts his bowlers to perform at a given, at any given stage of, mm. of an innings, even at the death, as we saw with Rashid recently. And I just wonder whether, I'm not sure you would do that with Willie. You wouldn't throw Willie the ball at the death. No, no, absolutely not. It's not, it's not, you'd be mad. You'd be mad. Scotland, though, exactly. Yeah, you'd be crazy too. So it would, it would change the, change the way that, that mm. Morgan has to think as a captain, apart from anything else, to have to, have to shoehorn these guys in. So for all that they've got wonderful abilities and very specialised abilities, mm. it does, upset the dynamic of what is a very rounded and very uh, crafted England team. What it, what it will come down to, probably, is, like I said, because I, I can't see, unless injuries occur, and that's always a possibility, which means that any of the, like Jordan, all of these guys are still in, in with a shout. All of them. Um, because, as I've said, there's a long way to go between mm. now and the World Cup, and, and strange things happen. Normally, it's, it's us <laughs> holding the gun, putting the gun in our mouth and pulling the trigger. That's normally what it is. That's unlikely to be the case this time, but, you know... Can't things, rule it out entirely. No, but, it has happened every time. It has, it has. But, thing, you know, things, unforeseen things can happen. Um, but all things being equal, everybody being fit, the, Archer getting a go in, in May against Pakistan is absolutely the right thing to do because mm. they, can, they can figure it out. They can find out... Um, you know whether or not they can do without him, whether or not he's whether or not he's got it, and whether or not they can do without him, and then it becomes a a really really tough call in terms of which one of the three doesn't make it. Yeah. And I think it does come. To, I, I can't think of any other. You know, unless Chris Wokes' knee isn't good and they don't think they can nurse him through the tournament or whatever. But we're, we're, I'm kind of hoping that that's going to be okay. But it will be one of the three. Uh, one of what did I say? It's all going so well. Curran, Willie. Yeah, what, Curran, Willie. Yeah. I mean, Plunkett is probably least like, least likely to be left out because he's got so much credit in the bank, yeah. and, and they know they know that all things being again, all things being equal with him, that he's going to he's going to fulfil that role. So it's probably between Curran and Willie. Do they want to have the variation in the squad of the left armour who can swing it in the top, or do they want to have a specialist? Um, especially this death bowler. The batting side of it doesn't count for any of them because they all they all equal each other out in terms of being able to go out there and make thirty off ten balls. They can all do that. Um, you know, Chris Jordan can do that. Joffrey Arch can do. They can all. The batting doesn't matter. It's what what are you getting in terms of your bowling attack um, out of out of these guys? It'd be fascinating to see how that plays out. With your selectors hat on, who is in your fifteen? Who do you, who do you pick? I've just given you it. <laughs> which are the, which are those? Well, which are the three? Which are those three? <laughs> um, my my inclination, with everybody else being being fit and strong, would probably be that Tom misses out. Um, because I think England have got enough cover 
for what he specialises in. Um, but what none of the others can do is bowl left arm and swing it with a new ball. And and so and, that's and the, nu- the numbers. Joffre and I, I am not a I am not a big numbers guy. I don't, it's not something that I would base any a lot of my um, uh, my critique of, of players and cricket on, unless they're bloody obvious. You know, averaging twenty against against fifty. But the the numbers are compelling in terms of the effectiveness of left arm swing bowlers. Mm-hmm. Um, they just are. And therefore, to have a 15-man squad and not have a single one of those guys in it, and potentially, you know, you don't know what the where the conditions are like. We might get it swinging all over the place. Might not. It didn't happen in the Champions Trophy. But to not have that option in your squad would be foolish to me. Yeah. And Archer gets gets a look. And Archer gets a look. Just I mean, you know, and this is, you know, we're, unless it we're all goes pear shaped, calling it, it slightly, yeah, calling it slightly blind. He might, you know, it might not go right for him in there. But it, it, as things stand at the moment. I'm talking about the type of the type of cricketer who can offer you um, in all departments in the bowling side of things. Then I think he gets the nod for that reason for me. Yeah. But I'm willing. I'm willing to I, willing I, for I that would, to be overturned if it go, all goes pear shaped. Well, I, I go that way as well. <laughs> but also the, on proviso that that Wokes and his knee is probably the most troublesome of England's bowlers. And if Wokes goes, then Curran comes in as a guy who can who can hold up that death overs because Wokes is a, has proven himself to be very good in that well, role, in yeah. that if, if Wokes doesn't make it they all get in don't they yeah, they well, all, that's, they that's all that's in true. the squad but then, he, then, he, then I, would, I would argue that Curran actually comes into the first 11 <coughs> for that reason that we do need a guy oh, who okay. can close out a game because I, I have been hugely <coughs> impressed with, with Curran in the opportunities he's had not least that, that match <coughs> in Perth um, early last year wasn't it that uh, you know he took his five wickets and, mm. and closed out the game in, yeah. in, in emphatic style but, it was, you, but you do lo- if you lose Wokes you lose you lose a guy who has been who's been fabulous in the in the power plays in the I first agree. ten I agree that, that, one that, of the best in the world yeah. in the, like, over the last the last 18 months but this, doing this, that. Is, this is the problem England have got the, mm. they, they have basically built their entire entire strategy around having multi-dimensional players who can mm. do anything at any moment whether it's your number 10 batting like a number 3 mm. or, your, or your opening bowler bowling at the death because you just can and again Morgan's captaincy has reflected that ability the batting order goes up and down depending on the on, on the state of the game I mean mm. England have got huge flexibility and losing guys like Wokes would would automatically hamper that flexibility. So that, well, you know, the, the, it, it, it's a concern, but then England are bad for concerns going to the World Cup because you know, it's, it's a big deal. They are pretty endangered species, aren't they? You know, white ball match-winning bowlers. Uh, we saw just a couple of days ago, India have one of the, probably one of the best attacks in that regard, but Australia gunned down a 360 mm-hmm. target Seems. in... Um, in Mahali Which against um, those boys against Boomer and Co is exactly a, is a cool, cool Yadav was taken apart and, and so on so yeah. to, yeah, Wokes is, is important because he's important yes yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. is there do you get a sense um, uh, Miller that kind of the, the, there's a little bit of tension around the whole Archer subject mm. um, David Willey made some uh, some comments uh, pretty straightforward ones to be fair but kind of interpreted as being prickly kind <laughs> of belligerent ones uh, about you know whether it would be the right thing um, to, for, for Archer to walk in when he becomes available for selection Willey then goes and takes four for seven well, <laughs> in, in the 1320 competition is a I don't good think thing I was in, listening, the best, in the best mm, teams I was know. listening to my esteemed colleague here chatting with Nasser on, on Sky the other mm. night and Nasser made exactly this, this point about about, about uh, you know he doesn't mind seeing that he doesn't mind seeing mm. players 
getting defensive about their positions because, frankly, they're competitive beings. You want yeah. you want competition, and you want competition to bring the competition out of people who are being competed against. <laughs> you know? I get you. I mean, th- listen, it's it's a it's a home world cup. Rumsfeld, it's a home the... world cup. <laughs> if if every single professional cricketer in the in the land does not harbour some sort of ambition or some sort of uh, yearning to want to get into that final 15, then there's something wrong with them. So, <laughs> um, you know, it's a... Same you with the Ashes. Your claim, uh, same, uh, same with the Ashes. Not too late. Um, I've myself the death. Professional cricketer, I said. Um, <laughs> but, you know, but that's, that, that's, that's the nature of the beast. I mean, it's kind of one of the other external factors that, um, you know, that, that, that being labelled favourites, it kind of doesn't take any of that stuff away. Um, there are pressures beyond... Uh, the uh, the playing side of it, all of that needs to be sort of taken into account. And you know, Owen Owen Morgan's assessment of the uh, the, the character of, of the players that he's in charge of will be an important factor in the selection. I think mm, he'll absolutely. kind of he'll know who 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 he can trust and who he, who he feels might be a bit flaky when it gets when it gets tough. Yeah, I mean, um, I think I think he knows that already. Frankly, I mean, mm. the way the way that Which he is, has managed the the progression of this team from yeah. the shambles of 2015 right to this moment, I mean, absolutely. You know, you know, and he's I, right to trust all of them. This is yeah. the thing. You know, we're not talk, we're not talking about sticking a, a guy in there, um, you know, just to to upset the apple cart. But the reason that the archer is a genuine proposition is because he's unbelievably good. Mm. I mean, you know, this is not an ordinary player we're talking about here. And if you're going to win the World Cup, you might need somebody who's who's a bit or several people who are a bit extraordinary. Quite frankly, Morgan's, um, played, Morgan's played it very cleverly though, because I mean, yeah. I remember that that point he he was asked very categorically way back in last June, wasn't it, during, <coughs> during the Australia series about mm. Archer, and he absolutely dead no, nope, nope, he's not going to make a case. Mm. There's no way, and that was really I thought that was really clever, clever work from the captain there because he he wasn't putting pressure on undue pressure on his players then. Because you know there was no need to rattle the cage with, with mm. with speculative ideas about a bloke who wasn't available twelve months. Just you know, we've got a got a squad who are going places <laughs> here. Let's just keep the squad together, build the squad mentality. The captain showing loyalty to the guys in the yeah. in the team, etc. But now that now things are changing. Now things He's, are changing. He wasn't ava- he wasn't available. Yeah. They didn't know, in fact, back mm. then. I mean, you talk yeah. about yeah. being it, clever. They also didn't know whether his his, his registration was going to be brought forward. If, yeah. if this would happen, however, you know, so, yeah, the, the, re- the reason why the reason why they're all saying and and, and quite rightly so they're saying, listen, May, we're going to give him give him some games. We need to we need to find out is because they have to be concerned about Chris Wokes' knee. They have to be concerned about Liam Plunkett's sort of drop in, in potency. And so, you know, there's two guys who have been a major, been a huge part of England's success in the white ball game. They've got slight concerns about. And so if you're not looking around to find somebody who might be able to come in and take over from those guys, I'm not talking about fill in for a couple of games, actually take over and, and not and, and leave it so that nobody notices the difference. Then you've got to be able to you've got to be looking at somebody who's bloody good, right? Because these guys have been <laughs> exceptional. So look, that that's the reason for it. It's un, it's it 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 kind of it's going to rattle a few cages in the squad. But it also if you see what saw what it did out in the Caribbean just recently, um, you know it brought extraordinary performances out of everybody particularly the guys who all feel like they might have the, the slightest inkling of getting in. I mean, it was one of the differences between the two teams. You had the West Indies side, which was essentially um, a lot of the guys who played in the Test matches and the one-day internationals. 
sort of these games tagged on at the end, they look like they'd, they'd rather be anywhere else. They'd, <laughs> they'd rather be in Stockport or something. You know how we wish, how we how we wish to be, how we wish to be in the Caribbean when we're here. Yeah. You know, Dreaming maybe that's of it. Concrete high rise, exactly. Yeah. Grimsby or something. Yeah. The Prime Minister. Bit of shopping um, in the. Uh... <laughs> or you know, whereas we had guys turning up out there, especially for that trip, with with you know, kind of like. Some of them did, well, Dan Lamb made the trip, had a lovely little holiday. But the other guys sort of going out there, busting at the gut to try and make a case for themselves to burst into, into the squad for the World Cup. And so England were eager and keen. Um, and the West in, in the same way, the West Indies were not. So Sam Billings made a case for himself. Chris Jordan made a case for himself. Um, who else have we got? David Willey took four for, you know, all of, all of these players on the outside coming in, looking in, suddenly up their game 10%. Um. In terms of specialists, all rounders, and all that, does does Jordan's catching, which we saw on more than one occasion uh, in those T20s, does, does that give him uh, a, another edge? Yes, <laughs> frankly, I mean, you know, him and again Archer is likewise guys who can just pluck flies. I mean, you compare that to a couple of the guys. I'd say Rashid and, and Hales, Hales are probably yeah. the two biggest donkeys in in England's <laughs> in England's lineup at the moment. And Hales doesn't get into the doesn't get into the starting eleven, and mm. I suspect that's one of the reasons that you know I, I think there are doubts about his his merits and when in an overarching sense. Best yeah, exactly. and Roy, Best and Roy, are, Jason Roy, wow, yeah. absolute absolute guns as well. And you know England are England have had some flaky moments with their fielding in in, in recent recent weeks. They've, they've they've dropped some catches they shouldn't have done, and 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 any little ten percenter that can, that can improve the overall package. It's got to be worth considering, especially given, as we're saying, they, they have got this this all-round mentality to their their white ball cricket that, that that encompasses every facet possible. So, absolutely, the couple of couple of those catches. I mean, you and I were doing the ball ball commentary last night, and uh, you saw the ball go up for a few of them. As ah, oh, Jordan, under that, I can start writing already. You know, <laughs> you, you know that's not going to be dropped. Right, it's Sam Billings' <laughs> catch to close out the second, the, the middle um, T Twenty international running back over his head. Yeah, I mean, he's, like, he's another yeah. amazing. And when I, <laughs> it was just, it's, it made it look so yeah, so easy. I think um, the, yes, the commentary was like, well, this might not be. Co- oh yeah, it's been yeah, he's got, it, yeah <laughs> he's got it. No problem. Yeah, um, very, very but, good. Um, Billings, <clears> uh, yeah, another, another one. one. Um, yeah, yeah. Who? Probably isn't going to get no. actually near the 15 minutes <coughs> unless there's an injury or two. In the, but in it was, the it was, telling, it was a timely, again, a timely moment. To I score thought it was very best, interesting, though, the, the your, way your that highest international score. Mm. Yeah, the um, way the way that England laid out the, this T20. I mean, obviously, the West Indies went went whole hog and played their their, their 50 over squad, and you know, the merit of that is to be debated. Mm. But, but although on the, on in the defence of the West Indies and their decision to do that, most of the guys that would have would have been in the T20 squad. Evan Lewis, uh, Andre Russell, yeah. Rothman, Powell, they were all yeah. injured anyway. That's a fair so point. It wasn't as though they, they, they left them out and decided That's, to... That is true. But, but I mean, on, on the point <coughs> of Billings, though, I mean, you know, you had, we had David Milan talking before the series began. Sort of, He was talking in pretty certain terms that this is my opportunity because, you know, he's got <laughs> strike rate 150, 450s in, in five innings so far in his T20 career. Pretty good, but... You know, nope, doesn't get a look in, and largely, I think, because England have decided that if there is going to be any spare batsman for this World Cup, it will be Billings, despite the fact he's not yet proven himself. And you know what he did in that that one innings in a tough situation, rebuilding from 40, thirty-two for four, mm. was you know go through the gears and then produce some of the sort of shots that only Josh Butler can replicate in England's squad. Mm. I mean, he is 
He's a serious talent who what's hasn't yet shown, shown what he can do. What's the ruling on once the squad has been named on uh, the final squad? Because it, it gets done twice, doesn't it? Once yeah. in... Uh, once May the 22nd is May the final final. So once the final 15 has been named on May the 22nd, you can be replaced if you're if you're injured after that point, yes, right? Correct. And if the if the in- injury is, is sort of catastrophic, that's it. You're out for the tournament. You can be replaced. What if it's you know what if it's a niggle or a bruise or a whatever? Can you just call take somebody out and replace them? I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. I, I think it has to be a replacement. Be a permanent replacement. Because we had Chris Wokes was replaced in the Champions Trophy last year, wasn't he? When he got okay. a side side strain. So okay. So, but, but the reason so I'm you ask, might you might carry a niggle, someone is, with a niggle for a couple of weeks. Well, not not necessarily that. The reason I'm asking is because the, the idea of of taking of, of having somebody as a spare spin spin bowler spin bowling batting option mm-hmm. in your fifteen. Um, as I said, Joe Denley or, or Liam Dawson are perhaps the guys there as cover for one of the one of the two main spinners. Should they get injured, is there a case that England could probably could not do that? Could take one more quick or one more batting mm. cover, and then if something happened to Adil or, or Mo, replace them. Yeah, that's why I'm that's why I'm asking. That's, that. that's, a, that's actually really good. Which then kind of means straight. that everybody, which means all of those guys who we're talking about get in if you need that many um, that much fast bowling cover or you, you then have the option to pick another batsman along with Yeah, Hales I mean, it's a, a fair a point spare. because, I mean, it's very unlikely even... It's very <coughs> unlikely England are going get, to get, get many pitches that completely rag, but even if they do, they're going to have Moeen and Rash as two spinners with, mm. with Joe Root to fill in. Are mm. they going to desperately need a fourth spinning option in, in that lineup? I you, you you do wonder. But, yeah, it's a, it's a, it, I'm sure these, these permutations will be... Yeah, will be considered just, it by just occurred to me that you might not, mm. you know, that you might not have to... You might not have to pick a Joe Denley or a Liam Dawson because you could replace one of the other guys if, yeah. they, if something bad enough happened to them. But, yeah, but that doesn't it, cover it, the it, fact that if one of them, you know, tweaks a hamstring yeah. slightly and you and you think, you know, in the in the third group well, game, exactly, yeah, and then you think, well, he's no. going to be all right if we once we get to the sort of like the, the business yeah. end. So you're not going to want to replace him, are you? So that means you're going to have to have the backup. Yeah. So I still I, I sort of I go back <laughs> and settle with um, you know the idea that that numbers twelve. Hales and thirteen, Dawson, Stroke, Denley are, are pretty much set in stone. Yeah, I think so. Um, obscure stat of the week: <clears throat> um, only ten times uh, as an England bowler taken four wickets in T Twenty internationals. Uh, four of them came this winter. All four of England's T <coughs> Twenty eyes. Good grief! So, um, well, see, Willie, Willie Jordan, Jordan, Denley, and another. Yes. Tom Curran picked up TC for first game four in for, the, uh, four for thirty six yeah, in, in the, in the first one. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. there you go. Amazing make scenes. of make of that what scenes. you will. Well, I mean, it, it is it is remarkable just just how passe collapses have become this winter. I mean, you know, <laughs> West, West Indies managed to lose twenty wickets in one hundred and forty nine balls in the space of. 48 hours, and it's like, uh, whatever, these things happen. Mm. <laughs> it's, well, it's, yes. it's a funny old Self game. Self-preservation instincts that would have shamed a lemming. Um, <laughs> I mean, Jason Holder kind of very quickly skated over that and was on to the positives and so on. Does it really, it does take the shine off a bit, doesn't it? It does, it really does. It's, it's such a pity because, I mean, they, they going into going into that T20 leg, they, they had bossed the winter it was it was remarkable you know mm. even when england were were putting 418 on the board 
you know, West Indies to a degree stole the show in the, game, in the chase. That. Terrible game. <laughs> stole, the, stole the show with the way they chased. There was no entertainment <laughs> value in that whatsoever. That game. Too and many then, and then thumped England 113 all out. So you know, you know, in a two-two drawn series, West Indies won it on points. I would say. Uh, and so yeah, you get to this 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 weird denouement, and it's it's a bit of a debacle, but. I mean, you know, it's not these things get lost in the mist of time. Whereas the glory of Jason Holder's double century in the Barbados—that's uh, that's not going to get glossed over in a hurry. That 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 will stand the test of time in a way that you know I couldn't even remember TC's figures from Solution. <laughs> you know, that, that was only a week ago. I, I tell you, that you've just reminded me of something there. Because there was something that what the, going back to the what have we learned this winter thing? I mean, I'll tell you what we've emphatically learned is that England haven't rewritten the rules on how you play Test match cricket. <laughs> oh really? Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> right, they well, haven't. Well, let, let's it's let, incorrect. Yeah, they had a, they had a go. They had a go. <laughs> but yeah. a bit of rubbing out. Yeah. And uh, well, we might be back where we were. Yeah, coming I, think, ashes. I think we probably um, are. On, Sorry about that. On, well, on, on, on the subject. I'll, I'll, I'll come back to that. On the subject of um, <laughs> Test match batting and total yeah. cricket and Miller's right reply. Uh, any minute now um, another bit of news from the last few days uh, Mark Rampkash won't be involved in the Ashes um, batting coach of the test side for the last few years but mm. seems to have paid for the struggles of the top order um, sign of Ashley Giles exerting his authority yeah well fair play to Giles he's, 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 been, he's been cracking the whip and, and making the big statements and come out with a, with a really strong one here I mean it's a fascinating one I mean it, it's clearly Clearly, there is something that has not worked for England's Test team, and you know it's easy to make the assumption that, that you know Ramps, for all his technical brilliance, was a guy who ultimately up top didn't have it at Test level, and you wonder England have England are a team that have not had it up top mm. at Test level for a while. It's easy. Not a good to, players, it's easy not. to make easy to make sweeping judgments about that that being the reason why it's not worked. But I mean, I was I think at John Hotton, uh, he he made a point on on uh, on Twitter after the after news was announced, and uh, he said that, that that there was something more subtle about Ramprakash's methods. He was able he was able to talk to the players. These obviously superstar players in many cases. He made the example of Joe Root. They sort of came up to Joe Root and sort of asked him a sort of leading question, but in a very softly spoken, you know, he's a very softly spoken chap. He sort of said, do you think you're still in uh, in ODI mode, Joe? And uh, Joe, no, 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 I'm not. And then went away and thought about it, came back and scored 150 against Pakistan. And it's like 250, sorry. So, you know, just by, by framing the question correctly mm-hmm. and getting the players to do the thinking for them, um, he was able to exercise a degree of direction and, and help that... It must be hard at that elite level to to impart. You know, obviously, when you're low down grassroots level, it's easy just to tell people how to do it. When you get to that level, you know, the players know how to bat. It's it's about and, and it's about framing the framing the, the, um, the tweaks and the suggestions. Isn't given it? the shifts in the game towards kind of T20 whacking it everywhere, it's probably easier to be England's white ball batting coach than <laughs> well, it is to yeah, be their red ball one. So. But, I mean, yeah. the, uh, ramps the ramps the player and ramps the coach are two very different beasts. I think. Um, you're quite right. He's, he, I remember talking to Mark about it, and he said, you know, he he preferred to to allow the player to come up with his own answers. You know, kind of trying to frame the frame the advice or the question or whatever in a way so that the players could kind of come up come up with their own conclusions. Um, I th- there was a it was interesting. Ian Ward interviewed Ramps. Um, I don't know if it was before the third Test match or between the second and third after the series had been lost. And Ramps gave a, a, quite an interesting interview, I thought, and, and I know him, obviously I know him very, very well. 
and I kind of you can't help but read between the lines sometimes. And it, it seemed to me that he went a little bit off message. He, he said one or two things that kind of perked up my antenna, and I was thinking, wow, I wonder if you know if I was if I was Ashley Giles, if I was ECB, would I be happy about hearing one of the, one of the staff <laughs> talking in that way? Um, uh, and so it, I, I and I remember thinking to myself at the time. I didn't say it. I was, I was in the studio. I was on air. And I didn't want to didn't want to sort of preempt anything. But it sounded—it was either the sound of somebody who was kind of trying to get his retaliation in first, <laughs> uh, because he kind of saw the writing was on the wall, or somebody that was just so completely frustrated without with, with not having been able to have made, um, you know, a, a difference in his sphere. And his sphere was to, you know, to try and get runs out of the top order, and patently that hadn't happened. It hasn't happened in the whole time that he's been there. So. Um, I wasn't entirely shocked or surprised to hear that, that they, they decided to make that call. And the to, manner, to the manner of the, the announcement as well yeah. was, was him him going going outside of the ECB newsroom yeah. bubble and saying, "I've just been told I've been fired." Yeah. It's like that's that's not the way ECB like to like to impart. No, this sort the of control news, so. was taken away there a yeah. little bit. So I, I felt that there was that, that something was that something was up. Um, and look, you know, if you're if that's your title your job title and the batting is the thing that is, is consistently letting the team down then you are under pressure whether it's your fault or not um and so it wasn't a shock um but one thing i do know about ramps is that he would have given it every <laughs> every ounce of his of his being while he was in the job mm. um and I'm, and I'm pretty sure that if you speak to speak to the guys that he'd worked with that they'd have, they'd have got some wonderful things from him um in that gig so um you know hopefully there's something else out there for him Whatever that may be, because he's a good guy. Uh, another uh, good guy from the England setup who's moving on, Paul, Paul Farbrace. This was his last assignment. So there's quite a lot of change going on there is, within the there? setup there um, with all these important goals for the summer. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's weird, isn't it? To, you know, obviously, everything's right hand man. Everything, everything has been geared towards this World Cup, but because of the uncertainty of what happens next. The, you know, Farbrace has obviously been offered a, a, a good deal at Warwickshire, and thought, you know what? For all that this is, this is what I've been working towards for four years. I'd rather take the security, the other side of other side of the of, of, of the World Cup, than than get to the end of the glory, or the non-glory as it may be, and and then think what it's next. So you know, it's um, <laughs> it, you know, you wonder whether England have, have missed a little bit of a trick there in in their in their planning for this World Cup. You don't want to be in a position whereby you you know. Farbrace and, and Bayliss have, be, have been have been twiddly and tweedledum for for mm. you know ten years, fifteen years, going going back to their Kent days. It's uh, it's yeah. it, it's going to be going to be a, a loss because you know Farbrace is it's easy to overlook his his contribution, but you know you, you forget that actually Bayliss was the latecomer to the England squad. It was Farbrace who helped to initiate that initial <coughs> lift off in in the New Zealand ODIs in 2015 he was the guy who who just came in with a with a cheerful face and said oh, forget the world cup go and give it a go and give it a whack and mm. England mm-hmm. haven't stopped whacking it since i mean it's i don't think that there's a, the world cup there, there's a cycle always with 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 coaches and with management in sport in particular particularly with cricket because there are so many you know there are so many times and occasions in which it's it's up to somebody to say something or to make a speech or to kind of decide what's going to happen next. You know, every session in a test match, mm. you know, it's just there's a lot of it. You mm. know? Um, and sometimes I think the, the, the players and the Full coach stop. there's a lot of uh, it. There's a lot of it. I think <laughs> the players and the coaches can get a little bit, you know, can get a little bit sick of each other, you know, mm. um, and that it doesn't hurt to kind of revitalise things. Um, timing perhaps is, a, is is a little bit off. However, you know, Trevor 
they know Trevor's going at the end of at the end of the the World Cup. Um, so that that automatically comes to all an after end the ashes, I guess. But uh, well, after yeah. the ashes, sorry, yeah. Um, that automatically comes <laughs> comes to, to an end then. Um, and so the whole thing is going to is going to be refreshed at some point in the in the near future. And I don't think that Paul Firebrace is leaving in, leaving the team in the lurch. I think this, these guys can look after themselves oh, sure. by now, um, Trevor included. And I think Owen's increased. Um, Control over, and, and that sounds sort of sort of malevolent, doesn't it? <laughs> but it's not. It's not meant to sound that way. But it's increased sort of, you know, responsibility for everybody and everything in that in that squad um, means that there is more, there are more than enough um, chiefs, um, yes. and the Indians, and you know, are being pretty well looked after. Farbrace, I know Farbrace. Good stuff. Well. Um few other little bits and bobs going on elsewhere and another team looking uh, uh, for a refresh um, Australia's one day side um, showing signs mm. of life in <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hate to bring it up but um, yeah le- levelling the series in uh, in Mahali um, the other day where India unusually fell victim to a turner um, <laughs> but they've announced their squad Australia for their uh, ODIs in the UAE uh, no Smith or Warner. Uh, Interesting, no, isn't so, it? Is, you know, we're getting quite close to, we are, we to are. their comebacks. Uh, you know, long awaited as we're almost a year on from yeah. Sandpaper Gate now. Yeah, so I mean, it's I the think IPL I... where they're going to sort of make their returns from you know, two shoulder injuries. Think, or shoulder yeah, injuries. they've all they both had operations. I mean, it's it's curious decision. I mean, I think they were they were correct if I'm wrong. I think they were only going to be available the latter end of the series, <laughs> weren't they? So. Chip removal, was it? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know two how shoulder these things injuries, work, but, um, <laughs> yeah, um, that, that's right. I think they, their, their bans were lifted <laughs> at, at a certain point yeah. within, the, uh, within the, the itinerary for that. So tour, I think so. they might have been available for the last two games or something, so, you know, who knows, maybe they come in Curfies as injury replacements. And all that. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, it's weird. I, I, I mean, obviously, Warner is absolutely fundamental to... To their um, their prospects, I still believe. And Smith, lest we forget, was was under a little bit of pressure in, in one day cricket before the ban. Uh, he'd obviously overseen England's uh, England rampaging to a four one victory in Australia straight after the Ashes, and mm-hmm. he hadn't been able to do a thing about um, keeping up with the tempo that England was setting. He he wasn't able to do it as, as a batsman, let alone a leader. So, you know, the, I, you know, it's not it's not obvious. It's not automatic that Smith walks straight back into that team, in my opinion. Especially if he's if he's been fallow for for twelve months, but Warner, I don't know how they could even consider going to the World Cup without him. Um, but I dare say they, you know, they, they, these things these things can stack up quickly, and I'm sure he'll get a get a shot at some opportunity in the warm ups and walk back in. But yeah, they're leaving it late. I mean, it's a bit second, mm. second week running. It's a bit like Brexit, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> But it's, uh, it's an almost England level of World Cup preparations. You know, fly in your opener and one of your middle order batsmen without having played ODIs yeah. in a year. But then the then the two 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 in two two with one to play in India. That's that's very un English. That's <laughs> well, yeah, that too. And and uh, um, they they appear to have found a couple of uh, sort of fire starters. Uh, rest in peace, Keith Flint. Um, but uh, in the middle order with with Ashton Turner, who's come out in the big bash, Marcus Stoinis possibly as well, and Glenn Maxwell's playing. Yeah. So you're right, there is a fractured thumb, isn't he? Stoinis. Yes, which has gave Turner his opportunity, yeah, yeah. I think. Um, 
But uh, yeah, you're right. Fitting Smith in there might be tricky when you've got Warner, Finch at the top. Peter Hanscom made a hundred. Yeah. Um, Glenn Maxwell. Glenn Maxwell. I mean, he's a, he's a fascinating one, isn't he? Mm. I mean, Maxwell and Maxwell and Smith. I, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but but clearly they 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 weren't seen on the same same pitch very often. So you know, I on balance, <laughs> do would you rather have Maxwell or Smith in your World Cup? I, I'd I'd sooner go for the freak, frankly. I think mm. uh, I think he's 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 clearly. A guy who can make things happen, and one thing that, that Australia desperately need is guys who can make things happen because they're not going to they're not going to win the World Cup with with just playing as an ordinary side. They're going to have to have guys who who just do something absolutely crazy at crucial moments. Turner's done it in that in that in that run chase. Maxwell could do it at any given moment if they get mm. to the if they get to the semi-finals and Maxwell's. At well, the he's done it in this series already. Yeah, hasn't totally. So, you know, it's um, yeah, the, the T20. The sooner that that hatchet is fifty balls or that world. hatchet is buried, yeah, yeah. the uh, better for Australia. Yeah. I mean, that's the I thing. Mean, why is are it? we talking about better things for Australia? <laughs> oh, it's true, but I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of it's kind of what England have had to rely on in World Cups and <laughs> in years gone by. You know, you, you, when when Kevin Peterson say is 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 in the side, you can never write off England with while well, KP's at the crease and then he gets out and they lose. Um, whereas England's England's World Cup this time does not rely on one player being brilliant. No. Any given player can be brilliant and that's why they're favourites. Uh, and that's why Australia they certainly aren't. But, you know, as they've shown, as they are showing in India, um, you can never write them off, which is really annoying. Uh, well, and as as the Windies showed uh, in the last couple of weeks, it, it, it's a tightly packed um, bunch uh, people making things happen, that's pretty much what the IPL is all about. Um, so that's that's starting <coughs> in tw- 10, Eight 12 days. days, something like that. But it's, 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 it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty very close. soon. And, lo- and there'll be England interest in that as well, as, along with people like Glenn Maxwell. Yeah, 11 players so, over in that. It's you know, it's, it's amazing to think, isn't it, at the, uh, the amount of column inches and of talking hours that was taken up um, during the Kevin Peterson saga about his... Uh, you know his wish, his want to go and play in the IPL, and people saying that he was doing it for mercenary reasons. Now we've got a team's worth of English players over there, all benefiting from it, and we're, the, we're one of the best white ball teams in the world. He's been thoroughly vindicated. Nicely done, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> um, too late for him, but uh, but worked out. Is working out brilliantly for the rest. I'm and sure he's is, very happy. That, uh, listen, um, he wouldn't bear a grudge on that yeah, on that yeah, level yeah. at all. He's benefited um, future generations. Correct, correct, and, and, and that's what it's all about. And it is. You know, I got sick of saying it six, seven years ago. It is the the best P twenty competition in the world, best advertisement for cricket in the world. I think the IPL. Um, hopefully, a bold, a bold a bold call there. Um, well, which I was going to say I that mean, the championship um, starts in three and a half weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're actually right. Well, the championship's a fantastic advertisement for for cricket too, but just a different type. Just no one sees it because it's a different yeah, type. Yeah, yes. Listen, listen, what you boys are, you know, the, the, your, your entire livelihoods rely on the fact that people tune in to, to cricket info to, to check up on the county scores throughout the year. Hey. So. We're not dissing it. We're, yeah, just, we're just yeah. saying well, it's I not as visible as it should. I think <laughs> <laughs> and, and it listen, it's, visi- it's visibility. A, a much loved uh, friend. <laughs> yeah, it's visibility or not is, is you know I don't. It, it's a silly argument because it it serves a purpose. It serves a purpose to the people who religiously follow it and watch it and turn up to the games, and it serves a purpose in terms of producing uh, producing cricketers, and that's. And that's what it's there to do. Indeed, I, I'm. Uh, I'm not going to ask who's going to win the the pennant this year. I mean, 
and I know who you'll pick. But um, <laughs> uh, but who are who are the players that we should just keep an eye out in these first few uh, rounds? There's quite a lot of championship cricket actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyone who bats at number three, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, one, one two, or three. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so. Uh, um, Jason Roy. Uh, Jason Roy will be fascinating, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jason Roy. and. Uh, yeah, I, was tra- I was trying to Tom Wesley at, at down Essex the other day. He's, he's, obviously, o- he's off, obviously off to uh, off to play in the Champion County game. And, mm. um, you know, th- th- this is the fascinating thing, that, as we were saying, that England are basically exactly where we left them last summer and the mm. summer before that. <laughs> and we've got seven, we've got how many months now? Five months until the, um, until the Ashes start, which is an awful lot. Of county cricket for these guys who are going, yeah. to, going to be able it's to just, just nine operate, for some, isn't it? Operate in the sh- operate in the shadows while the World Cup's going on. No mm. one's really going to pay attention. Then suddenly, come mid July, we're going to be looking down the batting averages, thinking, right, who's who's made a case? Oh, blimey, Wesley's got four hundred. Mm. You know, suddenly he's back in the back in back yeah. in the reckoning. It, it, it could happen. It's, Hamid, yeah, Hamid, Hamid, Hamid Burns, can not average Stoneman, nine point seven. Ed, everybody, yeah. anyone who bats top three. Seriously, I mean, it's not. That's not even. Taking the Mickey, Daryl Mitchell could get a game. Uh, I mean, my my, thi- my <laughs> no, I, I, that, a again, sound, sound, he, he even laughed at that. That no, sounds yeah. sounds bloody disparaging, but <laughs> the, the, the point is, listen, I, I I like, and I've, as I've said, I've gone on the record saying that I like the idea of Jason Roy batting at three for England. I think in terms of the way that he plays quick bowling, in terms of technique, etc., he he could he stands as good a chance of being successful as that as anybody. And with England's batting lineup, him at three. Route four, Butler looks like he's now down for five now. Stokes in his proper position at six, Bairstow back down at seven, Ali eight, Wokes nine potentially. You've got a you've got a batting lineup that could do with a couple of blokes who can take thirty overs out of the out of the game at the top of the new ball. Um, do an old fashioned opener's job, pave the way for the guys coming behind them and suddenly you've got a formidable test match team. Mm. Um, you know. So everybody's in the game. Everybody who bats up there. Jennings. Maybe not him. <laughs> no, even even he's in the game. <laughs> Opportunity knocks. Absolutely. England just needs someone to answer. Um, <laughs> thank you, gents. Uh, we've got it all to come, of course. Uh, a massive summer of cricket to inspire a generation and maybe make a few quid for the man on the pie stand, which I think is the official branding. Um, <laughs> we'll be back in a few weeks to cast an eye over the county season, uh, our World Cup fever thermometer at the ready. Until then, uh, thanks for listening to the Switch It podcast on espncrescento.com. Mm-hmm.